So with this consciousness, it changes everything. Now, what am I saying? You are a soul winner. I am a soul winner. God is depending on you. God is depending on me. If we don't preach, the world will not be saved. We are the hope of the world. We are the hope of the world. Listen, don't, never you think that God will one day appear in heaven and say, all heaven, I mean all the earth, repent. And some people will now repent and everybody ahead, then rapture will take place. No. It must go through the normal process. Angels are not permitted to preach the gospel. Read the book of Acts. The Bible says that, and God told Cornelius, he says, send for Peter. He will bring you what? Words by which you will be saved. So God is depending on you. Say, God is depending on me. God is depending on me. There was a songwriter, he said, must I go and empty-handed? Must I meet my Savior so? Not even with one soul to greet him. Must I empty-handed go? Paul made a statement in the book of Acts chapter 20. He said that I am free from the blood of everyone. I don't know if you can say that to yourself today. Are you free from the blood of your neighbor? Have you told that person about what God has done for you? You might not have all the eloquence and all the knowledge of the world. But how about talking to him about how you got saved? What happened to your life when you became born again? That is a challenge. Paul said, I am free from the blood of everyone. Meaning that no one can stand before God and accuse me and say, this man was near me, but he never told me about God. That's the question that is coming to you right now. Are you free from the blood of your neighbor? Have you told somebody that Christ died for him? Remember, the one that is not born again, he's not just not born again. He's dead. And for him to be saved, when he received the word of God by faith, the power of God comes into him and that resurrection power does what? Raise him to life. That means we believers, we are as alive as Jesus is. Jesus is not more alive than we are. We are just as alive. Why? The same resurrection power that raised him from the dead is working in me. It's working in you. We've got a news to shout to the world. Christianity has to change now. The order has to change. It's no longer my church, my congregation. We go to fellowship and we come back. We go for all prayer meeting. No. How about reaching out to that person who has not heard the word? Remember, God will ask you. Tell your neighbor, God will ask you. God will ask you. It's very, very important. That's why I feel if you can get these words that have been shared to you today, these words, they will change you. Your life will have a new course. No matter, I'm not saying you should stop your career and start going every day on the street. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should stop schooling. But you see, in your school, you have friends. Your school has given you an opportunity to meet with certain people I might never meet. Certain people my brother will never meet. And you might be the only hope of person to be born again. What have you done to the person who came to you lately that has not been born again? You just hi. How was your last examination? I hope you did. You try. And that's all. How about that? When we get to heaven, will that matter? When we get to heaven, your qualifications... Your certificates, your, 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 your diaries, your catalogs of diploma and degree, masters, PhD, name all of them. They will just be put beside, beside you. And what will matter to God most is what have you done with the life I gave to you. Your life is a trust. Repeat after me. Say my life is a trust. My life is a trust. 
what do you think the world will look like if every Christian will choose to do what God has called us to do? What do you think will happen if every Christian will choose to say, Lord, because you have saved me, I will tell my neighbor about you. It will change everything. Some of the struggles we have in our lives is because we've not learned to reach out to others. So we go through some of these struggles. Like I remember sometimes, you know, people talk about, oh, I haven't been born again. you rising and falling. Rising and falling. You hear them coming for a rededication of their lives. They rededicate and rededicate. And that was re. You know, sometimes it's, it appears as though it happened the, the, just one time. It reoccurred. But no. Some re has been up to 100. How many of you want to rededicate your life? They come. And rededicate it, put it on the altar. And while they are going back, they carry their life back. And they go. So we've been rededicating and we've been collecting. And that's why our problems are this way. Once a life is laid down before God, say, God, this is me. Take me completely. Such that if I'm schooling, I'm going to be an evangelistic student. If I'm an engineer, I'm going to be an evangelistic engineer. If I'm a doctor, I'm going to be what? An evangelistic doctor. You are the hope of the world. I like to think of myself that way. Because it helps me to be able to communicate the gospel to people. Have you ever stayed before a sinner? And just imagine. The Bible says that those who are not born again, they are not just in darkness as we used to think. Darkness actually means they are separated from God. Separated from the covenant of promise. Aliens to God. Without life and without God in this world. Is there anything as dead as dead as that? So when you see sinners, let the heart of compassion rise within you. Let your spirit go out after them. You might not have the opportunity to talk to them one-on-one. -on -one, but how about, you know, keep passing out the track to them. Sometimes all you need is just get into a conversation. But when we all bone and just hi, and most of us don't have friends actually, because we feel that I've had many friends and they've wasted my, you know, they've taken my hand, you know. So we put them away. And God is saying that this is the only way you can reach out. See, you don't need to like your friends. Catch them. Give them to Jesus and go your own way. That's all you need to do. Because the people that come your way every day, they're for a purpose. The people you pass every day, they're for a purpose. See, you might not need to waste your time and be arguing with them. Give them the word and go your way. The truth is that some of the people who come out for altar calls in crusade, there were people who the seed have been sown in their heart for years. Some of them, 10 years. But today is the day of harvest. And they are coming out to receive Jesus. That's what Jesus was speaking in the book, John chapter 4. He said that you are actually entering into the harvest of those who have sown ahead of time. The revivers and the harvest we are having today is a result of those who have paid the price for years. What's the name of this man, John Knox? Give me Scotland or I die. He died before Scotland was revived. He died. David Livingstone or what they call him. For South, is it South Africa also? These guys persisted in prayer, intercession. And they had only little results. But go and see what's happening to the nations today. There is harvest. So are you part of the harvest? This is God's word to you. Amen. Tears of joy and tears of sorrow. Because when the Bible says that when your works are passed through what? Did you say fire? Fire. Not hot water. Fire. Your works. We pass through the fire. He said that it will almost look like if you will not be saved. But somehow, even though you are going to be saved, but painfully. I don't want to partake of that. I don't want the blood of people to be on my hands. 
I want when I go and stand before the Father, the Father will be pleased with me. I want, if no, I want to make a commitment. I feel like making the commitment again and again and say, Lord, I lay my life before you. All that matters to me now is to touch your heart. What matters to you? Let it matter to me. Sometimes we say we know the Father, we know God, we fellowship with God. But it baffles me. How long do you say you fellowship with God and the throbbing of the heart of God has not touched your heart? It's not possible. Maybe you've been singing some good songs and you've been enjoying yourself in, in there. And you think that's all about it. Once you have an encounter with God, something must happen. Things must break and things must be mended. That is what we call encounter. This is the day of commitment. I'm not preaching for a good sermon or word. I'm communicating what the Father has put inside of my heart. And I'm happy I'm doing that. It's my privilege to do that. And I want to ask you, how do you want your life to be? I remember when the Lord asked me to do what I'm doing today. At a point, I asked myself, I know people used to wait up to 40 years of age. Some people used to wait, let me school, 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 and do other things. You know, settle the foundation as we call it. You know, sometimes we don't know that we walk against God's will when we go by our own wisdom. I remember the Lord was giving me definite instructions about how my life should be. And when I thought about being a young child, I was like, will people actually take me serious? A little boy like this coming to me. But somehow, there was one thing that God used to challenge me, and I want to pass it across to you. You know what he said? You are not too young to die. He said, people at your age die, and the world continues to go on. They don't die, and everything comes to a standstill. No. They die and things continue. I'm sorry to say this. Some of us were in just. We heard about the crisis. After the crisis, are people not passing on the road now? It's almost as though nothing even happened. The other time I came in, when I heard about the stuff I was in Abuja, when I came into just, I looked around. I was asking my brother. I said, are you sure something happened here? I didn't see any black house. I didn't see any, you know, and they were telling me they burnt this one, they burnt this one. I passed terminals. I passed, uh, I mean, everywhere was repaired. I'm even looking better. You know, development continues to, you know, Praise the name of the Lord. But I discovered, I said, listen, those people have died. And maybe they've mourned for them. And mourned for them. And for those who keep on having maybe a year remembrance or two, they keep on doing that. But life goes on. So if you die, the world will not end. And when God challenged me with that question, you know what? You know how I felt? I felt, oh, that means if I'm waiting till 40 and I die at the age of 39, I'll be useless. That means I lived a useless life. How old was Jesus when he left this world? That Jesus is the one we are celebrating today. Someone who lived to harm That means you are not too young to die. People at your age die. In fact, one guy walked a car for a pastor. He walked on the car. You know some of those people can be very funny. Put some funny parts and carried money and put it in the pocket. And the pastor said, ah man, this thing you repaired for me now, it's not working. Just how many days ago did they work on it? You know what he said? He said, even child, if he came where they're born today, they die. That is what, that is what he told That means telling him that anything can spoil at any time. He said, if he came where they're even born today, they die. You know, when he said that, you know, we appreciated that. Because even though he did funny things, but that's a serious word. You don't trust on physical things because things happen. So the bottom line is this. It will be an offense to God. I mean, against me, towards God. If you don't make a commitment, to, if, I mean, if I don't give you the opportunity to make this commitment to God today. I want to ask you, if you are here 
you have not been persistent with this calling or maybe you are here you've not even done anything about winning the lost before this is an opportunity it's not about who is staying next to you see this thing must you see the issue of evangelism easily slip away from people's hands i don't know if you understand what i'm saying for example you might hear today before you know what the next minute you just discover that hey when you hear it again remember that there was a day i heard it too you know why the devil knows that once you become a soul winner you will terrorize his kingdom see 50 persistent and consistent soul winners in just we change just just 50 of them just 50 of them those who understand because god will give them resources so big that they can take just one way one time i mean for jesus and god even corrected that on me the other time i thought that everybody has to be born again before jesus comes and god said no they have to hear give them the opportunity to do what to hear and give them the opportunity to what make a choice that is all i ask you to do i didn't say you should force everybody to be born again i said okay it changed my mentality so we 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 desire that they are saved amen praise the name of the lord we desire that they are saved but more so let's take the gospel to them let's close our eyes